And good afternoon. You're listening to Ken Hutnell. This is the Ken Hutnell Show. Coming to you from our studios right here in exciting El Paso, Texas. Gateway to the Old West in the most haunted city in the country. Well, today, September 13th, 256th day of the year. 109 days remain till this year is over with. Holidays and observances. National Peanut Day. Jimmy Carter must be just having a great time. Defy Superstition Day. European Heritage Day. International Chocolate Day. National Bald is Beautiful Day. National Celiac Disease Awareness Day. That is a genetic autoimmune disorder. Affects millions of Americans. National Hug Your Boss Day. Depends on what she looks like. National Jose Day. National Wine Day. National Kids Take Over the Kitchen Day. Get ready for a mess. National Twilighters Day. Pet Birth Defect Awareness Day. Positive Thinking Day. Programmers Day. Roland Dahl Day. Former RAF fighter pilot, intelligence officer, and diplomat. He's also one of the world's best storytellers. Supernatural Day. And Uncle Sam Day, one of the most famous icons in America. Alrighty. In 585 BC, Lucius Tarquinius Priscus, King of Rome, celebrates a triumph for his victories over the Samanines and the surrender of Coliatia. Uh, 509 B.C., Temple of Jupiter Optimus Maximus on Rome's Capitoline Hill, dedicated on the Ides of September. 379 A.D., Yaks Nun the I is crowned the 15th Ajal of Takai. Um, that's a pre-Columbian Mayan political title. Tested from uh, epigraphic inscriptions. Also, the name of the 20th day of the, uh, the Maya divinatory calendar on which the ruler's cartoon uh, ending rituals would fall. The uh, problem is, we know very little about uh, pre Columbian uh, life. 533, Belisarius of the Byzantine Empire defeats Gilmer and the Vandals at the Battle of Ad Decinium near Carthage, North Africa. 1229, Ogadah Khan is proclaimed Kagan of the Mongol Empire in Kado Aral Kinti, Mongolia. 1437, Battle of Tangier, Portuguese expeditionary force. Uh, Initiates a failed attempt to seize the Moroccan citadel of Tangier. 1609, Henry Hudson reaches the river that would be named for him, the Hudson River. 1645, Wars of the Three Kingdoms. Scottish royalists are defeated by Covenanters at the Battle of Philip Hall. 1743, Great Britain, Austria, and the Kingdom of Sardinia signed the Treaty of Worms. For those who are not familiar with the Treaty of Worms, political alliance formed between Great Britain, Austria, and the Kingdom of Sardinia. Uh, it was an ambitious piece of foreign policy on the part of the British government that sought to split the Emperor Charles VII, Prince Elector of Bavaria, from French influence, while simultaneously resolving the differences between the Emperor, Queen Maria Theresa of Hungary, and King Charles Emmanuel III of Sardinia was not a complete and total success. 1759, Battle of the Plains of Abraham. British defeat the French near Quebec City in the Seven Years' War, known in the United States as the French and Indian War. 1782, American Revolutionary War. Franco-Spanish troops launched the unsuccessful Grand Assault during the Great Siege of Gibraltar. 1788, the Philadelphia Convention sets the date for the first presidential election in the U.S. New York City is the country's temporary capital. 1791, 
King Louis the Sixteenth of France accepts the new constitution, as if he had a choice. 1808, Finnish War, the Battle of Jutas, Swedish forces under Lieutenant General George Carl von Dubin beat the Russians, making von Dubin a Swedish war hero. 1812, War of 1812. Surprise wagon sent to relieve Fort Harrison is ambushed in the attack at the Narrows. 1814, Turning Point in the War of 1812, the British failed to capture Baltimore. During that battle, Francis Scott Key composes his poem, Defense of Fort McHenry, which later set the music and becomes the United States National Anthem, which the left would like to eradicate. 1843, the Greek army rebels uh, against the autocratic king, rule of King Otto of Greece, demanding the granting of a constitution. 1847, Mexican-American War. Six teenage military cadets known as the Nino's Heroes died defending Chapultepec Castle in the Battle of Chapultepec. American troops under General Winfield Scott captured Mexico City in the Mexican-American War on this date. 1848, Vermont railroad worker Phineas Gage survives a iron, wa- wa- iron rod one and a quarter inches in diameter being driven through his brain. Report of uh, reported effects on his behavior and personality stimulate discussion in the nature of the brain and its functions. 1862, American Civil War. Union soldiers find a copy of Robert E. Lee's battle plan in a field outside of Frederick, Maryland. It's wrapped around some cigars. It's the prelude of the Battle of Antietam. 1880, the Suto Gun War breaks out. Oh, the Basuto launch a rebellion against the Cape Colony. The Basuto, for those that are not familiar, uh, also known as the Southern Sotho, or Soto uh, Doswani ethnic group native to South Africa, Mainly situated in uh, Basoto and South Africa's Free State Province, the ancestors of the Sotho people are believed to have originated in the north of South Africa and migrated south in the 5th century. Sotho people have split into different clans over time as a result of the Metacane uh, series of wars and migrations took place in the 19th century, as well as colonization. 1882. Anglo-Egyptian War, Battle of Tel el-Kabir's fought. 1898, Hannibal Goodwin, Patton's celluloid photographic film. Uh, 1899, Henry Bliss is the first person in the U.S. to be killed in an automobile accident. Now that is a um, title you don't want to have. 1899, also Mackinder, Allier uh, and Brochelle make the first ascent of uh, Batian, the highest peak in Mount Kenya. And in 1900, Filipino insurgents defeat a small American column in the Battle of Fung Lupa during the Philippine-American War. 1906, the Santos Dumont, 14-bis, makes a short hop, first flight of a fixed-wing aircraft in Europe. 1914, World War I, the Battle of Eisenhower begins between Germany and France. 1922, the final act of the Greco-Turkish War, the Great Fire of Smyrna, starts on this date. Um, 1922, it destroyed much of the port city of Smyrna. Uh, that's modern Izmir in Turkey. Uh, eyewitnesses report state the fire began September 13, 1922 lasted until it was largely extinguished on the 22nd. began four days after the Turkish military captured the city on September 9th, which ended effectively the Greco-Turkish War, when three years after the Greek army landed troops at Smyrna. Estimated Greek and Armenian deaths resulting from the fire ranged from 10,000 to 125,000. Nineteen twenty three. Following the coup in Spain, Miguel Primo de Rivera takes over, setting up a dictatorship. 
1933, Elizabeth McCombs becomes the first woman elected to the New Zealand Parliament. 1942, World War II, second day of the Battle of Edson's Ridge in the Guadalcanal Campaign. Marines successfully defeat attacks by the Japanese with heavy losses for the Japanese forces. 1944, World War II started the Battle of Gallus between the Greek resistance forces of the Greek People's Liberation Army and the Collaborationist Security Battalions. 1948, Deputy Prime Minister of India, Vallabhbhai Patel, orders the army to move into Hyderabad to integrate it with the Indian Union. Indians ta- India is talking about changing its name. Pakistan wants to take the name of India. 1948, Margaret Chase Smith, elected U.S. Senator, becomes the first woman to serve in both the U.S. House of Representatives and the United States Senate. And on that note, the current uh, candidate for one of the Mexican main political parties is a uh, Jewish female watching that election with great interest. She appears to be a very sharp young lady. 1953, Nikita Khrushchev is appointed General Secretary of the Communist Party of the Soviet Union. 1956, the IBM 305 Ramac has introduced the first commercial computer to use disk storage. Also in 56, the dike around the Dutch Polder East Flevoland is closed. 1962, an appeals court orders University of Mississippi to admit James Meredith, the first African-American student admitted to the segregated university. 1964, South Vietnamese generals Lam Van Phat and Durang Van Duc following a coup attempt against General Nguyen Khan. 1964, Martin Luther King Jr. addresses a crowd of 20,000 West Berliners in, on Sunday in the Wadboon. 1968, Cold War Albania leaves the Warsaw Pact. 1971, State Police National Guardsmen storm New York's uh, Attica Prison, the Kuala Prison Revolt that uh, claimed 43 lives. 1971, Chairman Mao Zedong's second-in-command and successor, Marshal Landau, flees China after the failure of an alleged coup. His plane crashes in Mongolia, killing all on board. Uh-huh. 1977, General Motors introduces diesel engine with Oldsmobile diesel engine. In the Delta 88, Oldsmobile 80, um, 90, uh, 98, an Oldsmobile Custom Cruiser models, among other. 1979, South Africa grants independence to the homeland of Vinda, which is not recognized outside of South Africa. The Vinda, uh, or the uh, Swetia, was a Bantustan uh, in uh, South Africa, which is uh, fairly close to the South African border, was in Bombay to the north. Out of the south and the east, it shared a long border with another black homeland, Ganzankula, now part of the Limpopo province, founded as a homeland by the South African government for the Vinda people, speakers of the Vinda language. Of course, the United Nations, the international community, refused to recognize Vinda as an independent state, so there you have it. Uh, 1982, Spantex Flight 995 crashes at Malaga Airport during a rejected takeoff. Killed 50 of the 394 people on board. 1985, Super Mario Brothers released in Japan for the NES, which starts the Super Mario series of platforming games. 1986, a magnitude 6 earthquake strikes. Kalamata, Greece, with a maximum modified Mercalli intensity of 10, which is extreme, killing at least 20 and causing heavy damage in the city. 1987. Goiania accident. Radioactive object is stolen from an abandoned hospital in Goiania, Brazil, contaminating many people in the following weeks and causing some to die from radiation poisoning. 1988. Hurricane Gilbert's the strongest recorded hurricane in the Western Hemisphere later replaced by Hurricane Wilma in 2005, based on barometric pressure. 1989, largest anti-apartheid march in South Africa, led by Desmond Tutu. 1993, 
Israeli Prime Minister Yitzhak Rabin shakes hands with Palestinian Liberation Organization Chairman Yasser Arafat at the White House after signing the Oslo Accords, granting limited Palestinian autonomy. 1997, the German Air Force Tupelo Tu-154 and a U.S. Air Force Lockheed C-141 Starlifter collide midair near Nam- uh, Namibia, killed 33. 2001, civilian aircraft traffic resumes in the U.S. after the September 11th attacks on this date. 2007, the Declaration on the Rights of the Indigenous Peoples adopted by the United Nations General Assembly. 2007, the McLaren F-1 team is found guilty of possessing confidential information from the Ferrari team. They're fined $100 million and excluded from the Constructors' uh, Championship standings. And McCarthy says he's directing a House panel to open impeachment inquiries into President Biden. There must be something wrong because that's a an independent action, and you don't see that in Congress very often. 2008, Delhi, India is hit by a series of bomb blasts, resulting in 30 deaths and 130 injuries. 2008, Hurricane Ike makes landfall on the Texas Gulf Coast of the U.S., causing heavy damage to Galveston Island, Houston, and the surrounding areas. 2013, Taliban insurgents attacked the U.S. consulate in Herat, Afghanistan. Two members of the Afghan National Police reported dead and about 20 civilians were injured. And in 2018, the Merrimack Valley gas explosions. One person's killed, 25 are injured, and 40 homes are destroyed when excessive natural gas pressure causes fires and explosions. Well, a lot happened on September 13th. Let's see. Well, we've all, uh, there's a lot going on. A whistleblower just came forward and said the CIA offered, uh, there was a team that investigated the COVID-19 origins. And they were going to talk about it coming from a leak from the Wuhan lab. And the CIA offered them money to change their position from a leak from the Wuhan lab to undetermined origins. The uh, Fox News got letters from uh, House Coronavirus Subcommittee Chairman Brad Winstrup and House Intelligence uh, Committee Chairman Mike Turner sent to uh, the CIA and a former official. I mean, for some reason, they are absolutely losing their tiny little mind to try to keep people from suspecting that um, the Chinese caused COVID. Now, um, a couple of other interesting things. I just got a report on Building 7. That's the the one that collapsed without uh, having been hit by an aircraft on 9-11. And as soon as I've gone through it, I'll be doing a show on that. For right now, though, I'm going to talk about a few more um, unsolved mysteries of the ancient world. You know, we talked about um, lost burials, such as where did they bury Cleopatra? And now we're going to talk about um, some secret places. Sacrificial theaters, lost cities, underground labyrinths that uh, you might find worth exploring. You know, the, the world is rich with secret places both buried as well as above ground, lost and rediscovered. And since places reflect the people that built them, there's nothing more mind-blowing than uncovering the amazing and probably advanced engineering and design features uh, foundational to some of the world's most intriguing ancient hotspots. 
We're going to talk about uh, elaborate underground city built to shelter tens of thousands of people. Uh, little known pyramids. We're going to talk about Stonehenge type structures all over the world. Uh, most folks are not aware Stonehenge is not uh, the only one of its type. Let's go to Heriopolis. Known as the Gate to Hell. Now there's there are a number of so-called gates to hell in the ancient world. Perhaps the most well known is the Glutonium in Heriopolis, located in modern day Turkey. Now, for those of us who only know plutonium as a radioactive element, National Geographic went to great lengths to explain ancient Rome a plutonium was part of a temple or sanctuary dedicated to Pluto. Uh, the Roman god of the underworld, not the one from Popeye. Plutonium in Heriopolis consisted of a doorway made of stone that leads to a small grotto. And it became known as the gate to hell because animals that passed into the plutonium alive would shortly be found dead. Now, Rome being Rome, they turned the morbid phenomenon into an elaborate ceremony staged uh, before spectators. Castrated priests the led uh, animals into the plutonium, helping them pass through the doorway into the grotto where the animals were promptly dropped dead. While the priest, the priest, for some reason, remained alive. Now, clearly, in the minds of the Romans, supernatural forces are working on behalf of Pluto, who welcomed the animal sacrifices. Now, the interesting part is science now understand what happened, why this happened, and there was a secret. Scientists found deadly concentrations of carbon dioxide, according to the, the website for Discover Magazine. And the CO2 being emitted from the mouth of the, the gate ranged from 4 to 53%. Uh, the lower amounts, the higher you went above the ground. Carbon dioxide was admitted at such dangerous levels that the gas would kill you within a minute. The animals, of course, being lower to the ground, where the concentration was higher, died first. And the priest still thinking Pluto had something to do with it, likely understood that uh, they shouldn't stay long, breathe deeply, or crouch down for any reason. But you got to ask yourself, why was there CO2 emissions in the first place? Uh, supposedly, it's simply part of a regularly occurring volcanic activity, and the purpose is that it likely... Uh, became an issue because structures are built on top of vapor-seeping fault lines. Maybe intentionally, maybe accidentally. But I don't think Pluto had much to do with it. And then we've got an underground world with an echo chamber. The hypogeum of Hal Safalini. Discovered in 1902, the hypogeum of Hal is a unthinkably massive subterranean chamber complex in the Mediterranean island country of Malta that uh, by all accounts is about 6,000 years old. One of the most well-preserved prehistoric sites ever discovered. The Smithsonian Magazine described it as an underground network of alcoves and corridors creating a, a temple, cemetery, and a funeral hall. The caverns, the passageways, and chambers descend for about far beneath the surface. The deepest part is 33 feet underground. Well, the site's extraordinary for a number of reasons, including its age, its state of preservation, and the elaborate, intricate architectural and engineering feats used in its construction. Now, the civilization that built this place is long gone and forgotten, leaving us to guess it the purpose of many of the rooms. But one of the most incredible features is the extraordinary acoustic characteristics of a room called the Oracle Chamber. It seems a word spoken in the Oracle Room is magnified a hundred times and is audible throughout the entire complex. 
The effect on the credulous can be imagined when the oracle spoke and the words came thundering forth through the dark, mysterious place with uh, terrifying impressiveness. Now we're talking uh, taking advantage of people's cred uh, credulity? I think you're right. Let's talk about uh, the Pananabishwami Temple and the Seal Vault. Now this is in southwestern India. And this ancient mystery is a good example of the real-world tensions between supporting archaeological exploration and respecting religious-inspired beliefs. It's built in the 6th century. It uh, honors the Hindu deity Vishnu. Temple contains numerous vaults that reportedly hold treasures of incredible value. And following one legal challenge, the Supreme Court of India forced an opening and accounting of the contents of most of the vaults. But one vault remains sealed yet. That's Vault B. And to put the suspected value of Vault B into perspective, Forbes refers to it as a $1 trillion hidden treasure chamber. So why wouldn't it open? Well, the Times of India explains that notable supernatural significance is attached to the opening of this particular vault. Specifically, the physical markings on the doors, which are serpents, along with uh, long-standing legends concerning previous attempts to penetrate the vault, promise doom to anybody foolish enough to open the doors. Vault B is, in fact, considered so dangerous, even using modern technology to open the vault, it's believed would yield catastrophic results. So just to be on the safe side, the door stayed shut. And as Forbes points out, the, the fear of the unknown is very real in India, and even Supreme Court judges are not immune to the legend that surround this vault. Let's talk about the ancient underground city, Durankuyu. Well, where does an entire city go to hide when danger comes calling? In the Cappadocia region of Turkey, starting from about 370 B.C., locals had access to a very unusual solution, and that solution was a massive, sprawling underground city. This is 370 B.C., people. While there's an endless list of fascinating facts about this human-made uh, wonder carved into the region's volcanic rock, Darlene Kuyu's sheer size and reported uh, longevity is probably the most impressive. It's large enough to keep 20,000 people alive underground for several months. Um, and this tremendous capacity was made possible by a system of tunnels that ran to a unthinkable 18 levels down, reaching a maximum depth of 280 feet. Incredibly well-engineered complex boasted accessible clean water, circulation of fresh air, and more than 600 secret entrances. Featured tight, narrow entry passages meant to limit access to single-file visitors, thwarting any potential risk of a meaningful enemy uh, charging in. The scope of Derinkuyu is all the more impressive when you consider it was in use from uh, at least 370 B.C. all the way through 1923. Oh, just a hundred years ago. Um, the Cappadocian Greeks were the last to evacuate from the city at that time. It was effectively abandoned, only to be rediscovered in the 60s. And it may be a lot older than 370 B.C., that date used to mark the city's founding is only the first confirmed reference to the city in ancient writings. A lot of folks believe the underground city has been in existence for a lot longer, maybe as far back as the 15th century B.C. Well, in case of nuclear attack, that would be one of the safest places to go. Well, I mentioned that Stonehenge was not the only structure of its type. And there are actually Stonehenge and pyramid structures in many, many places. And whether we're aware of it or not, 
They're forgotten in ancient structures all around us that catch our attention and or just to reconnect with history, so to speak. Ancient arrangements such as stone structures and pyramids stand as majestic symbols of our past, but defy easily, uh, easy understanding of their construction and purpose. These enigmatic structures uh, remain as testaments to the ingenuity and creativity of human civilizations that uh, once walked the earth but have long since been forgotten. You know, one of the most renowned stone structures in the world, of course, sits on the Salisbury Plain in Wiltshire, England. First erected about 5,000 years ago, historians currently believe Stonehenge was built over the course of six stages spanning the period between 3000 B.C. and 1520 B.C., marking a transition from the Neolithic era to the Bronze Age. These massive megaliths are arranged in a circular pattern with a large outer circle surrounding a small inner one. Several stones have uh, horizontal slabs laid across their tops with a few solitary stones scattered around. Now, the monument's past has ignited the, the imaginations of countless individuals, sparking a range of captivating tales and intriguing theories. One popular legend claims the mystical Stonehenge structures were erected by Merlin, uh, the sorcerer from the Arturian lore. We utilized his otherworldly abilities to transport the massive stones from Ireland where they had been assembled by giants. According to a different legend, the stones were instead erected by invading Danes. Another theory, given credit to them by the National Geographic, um, suggests that they may actually be the remains of a Roman temple. And while there's compelling archaeological evidence to suggest Stonehenge was used as a burial ground for a portion of its extensive past, the general consensus among scholars is it was also fulfilled a range of other purposes. Notable theories include uh, functioning as a calendar site for ceremonial purposes, serving as a pilgrimage destination for religious purposes, acting as a final resting place for members of a royal family and memorial site, designed to honor and forge a spiritual connection with ancestors who lived in a distant past. Recently, the belief was that it was some sort of healing site that has gained uh, some scholarly support, amazingly enough. In the quiet English countryside of North Yorkshire, beyond the town of Borough Bridge, three colossal stones or arrows rise up from the earth. These narrow phallic uh, megaliths measure uh, 18 to 22 feet tall and are regarded as among the tallest of their kind in the UK. But unlike several other stone arrangements in the British countryside, the, the devil's arrows, as they call, don't sit in clusters, but form a nearly straight alignment that runs north-northwest to south-southwest-east, and they're fairly far apart. The end stones are positioned at distances of 200 and 370 feet from the central stone, carved by the erosion of rainfall over thousands of years. These Bronze Age stones bear distinct grooves on their surface. Now it's believed there were once as many as five different Devil's Arrows on the site, but two were taken down by treasure hunters, and one was used to make a nearby bridge, according to the. Borough Bridge Town Council. So who could have erected such megaliths? Well, that's still not known. Local legend claims the devil themselves responsible. Enraged with the neighboring residents of uh, Aldborough, he stood on Howe Hill and shot four huge stone arrows at its residents. Luckily, they failed to hit their intended targets and stuck upright in the ground, uh, one mysterious line we see today. This legend was given extra power by uh, black markings on the stone, seemingly scorched by Hell's ruler himself. According to another legend, circling the enormous stone uh, counterclockwise 12 times would actually summon Satan to come to the surface. Why he'd want to come to a place as confused and dangerous as the surface is anybody's guess, but then we've got the sunken Yonaguni Monument. It's beneath the, the waters off the southwestern Japanese island of uh, 
Yonaguni. And it's a magnificent sight to behold. A mesmerizing series of underwater pyramid-like rock formations that some call ruins of an ancient lost city. While precise measurements of the Yonaguni formations have proved difficult, at minimum these pyramids are estimated to be 150 feet high, if not larger. One of the ruins giant steps makes divers look tiny in comparison. And there's still a lot of debate about whether this area is actually natural, completely man-made, a result of human alteration of natural features. Japanese government considers the site a uh, pseudo-archaeological natural formation, but the structures do look as if they could be ruins of a long-forgotten society. Researchers point to evidence that this now-sunken area could once have been a busy, sophisticated city, potentially built by Japan's prehistoric uh, Jamon inhabitants back when ocean levels were much lower during the Earth's last ice age. At this point in time, the waters had receded so much that a land bridge connected uh, Yonaguna Island to Taiwan, according to uh, the Atlas Obscuria. According to Masaki Kimura, who studied uh, Kiwajiro Arataki, the diving tour operator initially discovered the uh, the area in 1986. Potential evidence of uh, various man-made structures include a colossal archway made of enormous stone blocks. It seems to interlock flawlessly. Channel-like roads, grand staircases, ancient fireplaces, a, re- a retaining wall, massive pairs of features that look like pylons leading to plazas, an ancient drinking water reservoir, even a castle in what could be a stadium. And tools have been found along with broken pottery and what resembles carvings uh, resembling a kaida script. Some believe the Yonaguni site could be proof of the existence of a legendary vanished landmass called Lemuria, which some call Japan's Atlantis. And while we don't have the answers yet as to what this magnificent marvel is, its recent discovery is already making history for a new wave of explorers and researchers. Then we've got the Forgotten Pyramids in Sudan. While the word pyramid typically conjures up images of ancient Egypt and the Sphinx, it's actually Sudan, Egypt's perpetually war-torn neighbor to the south that boasts the world's largest collection of these magnificent ancient structures. More than twice as many as you find in Egypt. In fact, over the Nile uh, River's east bank, a cache of 200 pyramids stands largely forgotten in present day, uh, dating from 300 B.C. to 350 A.D. majority of them were constructed two millennia after those at Giza. While they may be smaller than their Egyptian counterparts, in many ways these Nubian pyramids are just as impressive, if not more so. Nubia was a region that uh, lies between current-day northern Sudan and southern Egypt, home to a succession of powerful empires. In comparison to northern neighbors, uh, Nubian pyramids were built with narrow bases, making for noticeably steeper angles on their sides, adorned with um, elaborate embellishments from the rich cultures of uh, Pharaonic Egypt, Greece, and Rome. They were truly a sight to behold with rich details that uh, depict the extent of their global connections, even if some have fallen into disrepair due to vandalism and treasure hunters. You know, Sudan boasts not one, not two, but three distinct extraordinary archaeological sites for pyramids, El Kuru, Jebel Barkal, and Mero. But each of these locations is a plethora of temples and tombs and royal burial chambers, making each of them a treasure trove of history that's still being explored. Within the Moreau Pyramid in particular, you find chapels, burial chambers adorned with exquisite illustrations and inscriptions carved in hieroglyphic and merolithic script, Separating the lives of the rulers who once reigned over this wealthy land, the Moreau. Sudan's Nubian civilization finally stopped building new pyramids about the 4th century AD. Most likely, it's believed, due to internal political turmoil and weakening power, widespread drought and famine caused by 
climate change and emergence of the Aksum civilization in modern-day Ethiopia as a rival in the region. Nonetheless, the Nubian culture is enduring legacy in the form of impressive pyramids and other archaeological wonders continues to captivate and inspire people around the world. But that raises another question. Many of these pyramids are built with massive stones, so how did the people move them? I've heard every theory you can imagine to include alien intervention, advanced machinery that's been forgotten, Last down the list, of course, is usually slave labor, and that's not correct either. While all the, these theories have been considered as potential solutions, the answer appears to have been less complicated. In a groundbreaking discovery, archaeologists stumbled on the diary of Marer, an esteemed official who played a crucial role in the construction of the Great Pyramid of Giza. As the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation reported, the world's oldest papyrus, uh, dating back 4,500 years, detailed the transportation of massive blocks of limestone and granite weighing up to 16 tons over a distance of 8 miles using technology as simple as wooden boats and a canal system. However, using water to transport doesn't seem as common or possible in some areas, and in addition to the imaginative use of waterways, archaeologists believe sleds with ropes attached to wooden posts would also have allowed ancients to pull these blocks, uh, leveraging brute force on very steep slopes of 20% or more. Based on another discovery from an old quarry in Egypt's um, Hatnub, um, this tactic appears to have worked best if they wet the sand in front of the mechanisms uh, used to pull their stone blocks. Doing so helps reduce friction and made it easier to operate the sleds. Regardless of the method used, it appears that wherever there were large stone constructions, ropes, ramps, and sleds were involved in some way. Too bad, I'd like to have seen E.T. building the pyramids. Well, let's go to Angor Vat. Beyond the moat is a world of wonders. The lush jungles of the Siem Reap province of Cambodia conceals an ancient temple complex known as Angkor Wat in name and in, uh, in the region's Khmer language means temple city and that's exactly what you find there built under the orders of Emperor Sirivarman II who ruled over the region from 1113 to 1150 Angkor Wat was constructed to serve as his empire's main temple and political center the entire complex is made up of an astounding 200 acres, with the temple itself reaching nearly 70 feet at its tallest point. The temple's five different towers are meant to represent nearby Mount Meru's five peaks. There's a moat surrounding them for protection and to pay respect to the sea. Angkor Wat was initially dedicated to the worship of the Hindu deity Vishnu in accordance with the region's predominant religion at the time. At uh, some point near the end of the 12th century, Angkor Wat was transformed into a Buddhist temple and began to be cared for by Buddhist monks. Hundreds of them called it home. The temple stands as a stunning achievement of architecture adorned with an abundance of artistic treasures. Examples include intricately carved uh, basin relief structures, uh, sculptures that uh, grace many of its walls, depicting tales of Cambodian history and mythology. Elsewhere in the city, artistic representations of everyday life provide scholars with valuable glimpses into the past. The temple holds significant importance as the center of Cambodia's culture and national identity, instilling a strong sense of pride among its people. Um, actually, there's such pride that it is even featured on the nation's flag. But Angkor's artists and scholars have found a crucial part of the story, the reason why. The city's leaders left the serene temple city and relocated into the present-day Phnom Penh. Historical temple complex was ever destroyed or actually truly abandoned. Rather, it gradually fell into disuse and disrepair. The, uh, according to uh, the History Channel, today the uh, monument attracts over a million visitors in a typical year.
Well, let's go to a little closer to home. How about the city of Teotihuacan? Mexico's birthplace of the gods. Teotihuacan, yes. It means the birthplace of the gods or the place where the gods were created. It's constructed mainly by hand more than a millennium before the Natal-speaking Aztecs arrived in central Mexico. Its origins date back to 400 B.C., but it wasn't until about 300 A.D. that the city's most significant structures were finished. Its defining characteristic is the monumental scale of its structures, notably the awe-inspiring Temple of Quetzalcoatl and the pyramids of the sun and the moon, meticulously planned and arranged according to both geometric and symbolic tenets. It's a breathtaking spectacle in its prime. It was the largest city anywhere in the Western Hemisphere before the 1400s, according to archaeologist George Calgill, likely supporting a population of about 200,000 at its peak. It spanned eight square miles with an elaborate grid layout that included about 2,000 single-story apartment complexes and palaces belonging to nobles and priests. The priest... Uh, performed human sacrifices according to the evidence from the bones of beheaded people with their hands tied behind them. Also found in this complex was a sizable amount of hidden treasure locked away in a sealed-off passage, including gemstone, crocodile teeth, eye-shaped crystals, jaguar sculptures, and an underground miniature mountain landscape with pools of liquid mercury symbolizing lakes. Well, the city's primary structures are linked by the Avenue of the Dead, which is a 40-meter-wide roadway that spans one-and-a-half miles and is oriented directly toward the neighboring holy summit of Cerro Gordo, an inactive volcano. And although it is an enduring mystery who the main architects of Teotihuacan were, historical evidence suggests the city was home to a vast range of cultures, including the Maya, the Mixtec, and the Zapotec peoples. According to one theory, a volcanic eruption may have triggered a mass migration of immigrants to the Teotihuacan Valley who possibly either constructed or strengthened the city. And regardless, the Aztecs, upon encountering this abandoned site, were undoubtedly in awe of its grandeur and gave it its name. Language spoken here is another enigma that has puzzled historians since its discovery. As is the explanation for why the residents abandoned the city. One hypothesis suggests Teotihuacan's downfall may have resulted from a revolt by the oppressed lower classes, and certainly that could well be a possibility. It, um, revolts have brought down more than one civilization. Well, let's talk about the secret of the Harara Pyramid. Ancient Egypt's Lost Labyrinth. Beneath the Harara Pyramid in Egypt is a colossal structure the ancient Greek historian Herodotus described as a temple complex. It contained 3,000 lavishly decorated rooms featuring hieroglyphics and paintings, grand columns, 12 courts, and twisting interconnecting passageways. Herodotus claimed to have witnessed its grandeur firsthand and was absolutely blown away by its intricate construction. Stating the labyrinth surpassed even the pyramids. Other historical figures, including the Greek historian Strabo and Diodorus Siculus, also gave their own detailed accounts of the uh, first-hand sightings with many similarities. This suggests the labyrinth is undoubtedly a real place hidden beneath the sand, but this wonder of the ancient world was then lost to history until its uh, late discovery in 2008, thanks to modern ground-penetrating radar. Now, major excavation. Ex, one more time, major excavations have not yet occurred, and research findings have yet to be made public. The true purpose of the labyrinth is uh, still unknown, but uh, historians have theories that offer various possibilities, including it being a temple, a tomb, a memorial, a place to commune and discuss important matters, regardless of its. Uh, societal role, why was this immense and awe-inspiring structure abandoned in the desert, never to be used again? Hopefully further research will answer that question. Well, let's talk about uh, 
Over a hundred pyramids abandoned to the sands, but never forgotten. Over 100 pyramids, including the Harara Pyramid, have been discovered across the sands of Egypt. That's a staggering number that shows their importance and symbolic significance to the ancient Egyptians. Giza's three famous pyramids are viewed by millions each year. The old kingdom era of Egypt left behind an impressive number of relics, such as these uh, monumental tombs constructed over 4,500 years ago that still stand today. Construction of the Great Pyramid, the first and largest pyramid at Giza, towers 481 feet above the sands. It was initiated, we believe, by Pharaoh Khufu about 2550 B.C. The second, constructed by his son, Khafre, was built in 2520 B.C. And this pyramid, while not as enormous, is quite outstanding in another way. It features the Great Sphinx of Giza, 240-foot-long, 66-foot-high stone sculpture of a crouching creature sporting the body of a lion and the head of a pharaoh, likely Khafre's own head. It may have once been painted as pigment residue has been found. Sphinx was designed to be a guardian for the necropolis, protecting the tombs and temples from harm. Believed of uh, a religious significance, it was associated with the sun god Ra. Constructed around 2490 B.C. by Pharaoh Menkare, the third pyramid of Giza is notably smaller in size compared to uh, the first two, but its mortuary temple is much more intricate in design. And the pyramids, while impressive on their own, are only one component of a more extensive complex that included temples and palaces and solar boat pits and a range of other structures. Well... We're running out of time for today's show. Tomorrow we're going to talk about uh, where might be the lost city of Atlantis. Till then, this is Ken Hudnall for the Ken Hudnall Show saying have a truly great evening.